everybody, welcome to the Fluential and Friends podcast, where the story of your life can help inspire somebody else's life story. I'm here with my amazing guest today, today, Janique. How are you doing today? I am doing great. Thank you for oh, having me. I love that. Thank you so much for taking the time to drive down today, sit in the studio, and have an amazing conversation with me. For people who don't know, you are an American Ninja Warrior yep. competitor. You've been on the show four times, mm -hmm. and you've been in the Women's Championship twice. Mm -hmm. And for me, this is like, oh, I'm almost like, like giddy <laughs> because I grew up watching American Ninja Warrior, That's and so awesome. it's always been something that I'm like, man, I would love to do that. Like, I watched it with my dad, my brother, my mom. Like, we That's all so would watch cool. it every time it was on. And I'm pretty sure I've probably seen you on there. Yeah. You know, without even knowing uh -huh. that here we are, uh, like, you know, seven, eight years later. That's crazy. And now I'm actually able to sit down and have a conversation with That's you. That's so cool. Um, you're <laughs> you should me. try You should try out. I'm telling you. Oh, it. oh, <laughs> if you give me the okay, I'm going to give it a shot. You totally should. <laughs> you totally should. So before you were this amazing American Ninja Warrior competitor, um, I do want to kind of go back into your childhood and I want to kind of see and talk about the steps that you went through the process to get to where you are today. And we are going to touch more too on like other things that you do, like with your gym. I know you have the Z of uh, uh, vegan Z fit, fit bars. bars uh -huh. So I do want to touch into that later on as well. But for people who just don't know, and I, I, a lot of it is new to me as well. Um, let's kind of go back and talk about like what kind of got all of this going for you. So where I'm at right now. So, so back to your childhood, like, did you always kind of want to be an athlete? Like, was that always a plan of yours to do something athletic? Um, did you have a passion for any sports growing up? You know what? Um, when I was younger, no, I didn't. Honestly, I grew up really, really rough. I had a lot of people, um, that have watched the show have probably seen my story, but I had a very rough upbringing, um, my mom was a drug addict. She was a single mom, um, raising two, two children at the time. So, um, and we moved from house to house, women, uh, battered women's shelters. Um, I was in 13 different schools before I graduated. So there was nothing, um, nothing was consistent. Nothing was like a for sure thing. So we grew up really, really rough. Um, but so I didn't really have a goal or dream, um, set like what I was going to do in the future. I was just, basically trying to survive and just live day by day and just try to do the best we can. Um, my mom was trying to do the best she could as a drug addict and I just did the best with what I had. So um, I did, I was interested in sports. So I first started out playing basketball and did track in junior high. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of where the athleticism started. And I played basketball in high school for three years and I got started with weight train, weightlifting on sophomore year. So that's when I kind of fell in love with weights. Um, I was in three different high schools, so I kind of moved around a lot, but my love for basketball was there. And my, once I started lifting weights, I was like, oh my gosh, I just loved it. I was like, this is something you could see results really fast. Mm -hmm. You know, I was always getting compliments as a kid, like, oh, you look muscular. Like my dad had um, a muscular uh, body. So I think I kind of got some of the genes from him, but I got fit really fast lifting weights. So I kind of fell in love with that um, and then played basketball at the same time. So that's kind of how I ended up to being an athlete now. But at the time, I didn't know what the heck I was going to do or be. Um, so that was just kind of I kind of just landed into it, but I did have a love for basketball and track and lifting weights. 
So as you're going through like all these school trends, you said 13 different 13 schools. 13 different schools. That yeah. is not easy. Insane. At all. Like I never had to change schools at all. And I still like had a rough time <laughs> like transitioning sometimes. Yeah. No, it's tough. So for you cons- consistently transitioning school, did you kind of use sports as a way to kind of like fit in more as well? For sure. And stay out of trouble right yeah exactly i kind of used it like i mean i was always the new kid i was always like i always felt weird and awkward because i'm like i didn't have any friends at all these different schools so i was like let me do sports and then maybe get to know some people and then hoping if i get into sports and i really do well at the school maybe my mom won't move me again like Mm. that was kind of in the back of my head as a kid like i wanted some kind of structure i wanted some kind of stability and that was what I was hoping when it came to sports, but I mean, it didn't. We still moved around, but I still kept pressing and pressing in like, okay, I'll try out for this team and okay, that's over. I'll try out for track at this school then. So I, I just used it for to escape really. Yeah. And I, I know a lot of people that could um, relate to that. Like even for me, when I was in high school, I would also use sports as a way to kind of stay out of trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to Fontana High School, not the best friendliest school out there Uh and so i purposely would do that as well like i'll kind of bounce from sport to sport to sport and it gave me a reason to like stay after school and stay playing sports and give people excuses like oh i can't really hang out Mm -hmm. i got basketball practice so exactly so i do know a lot of people that will kind of take that route to kind of stay out of trouble because those after schools um those after school systems you know in place are actually designed for that as well And to give kids something to strive for and a way to kind of stay on track and a good way to make friends as well. Right. So for someone like you who was constantly changing schools, it was a good way to perfect. kind of make friends, mm-hmm. you know, because you have something to relate to. Exactly. So as you're going through the years um, and seeing your mom kind of go through this very troubling time, very, mm-hmm. very hard, how does she improve her life? And I know I know you talked about on, on a different podcast, we haven't talked about it yet, though, that she did get clean. Mm-hmm. Um what steps does she kind of take to to go through that 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 transition you know what she tried several times to get clean she was she was in several different um drug rehab centers and i know she had to go away a couple times but she always went back to it like it's really hard for people to stop using drugs or alcohol when they when they live in that same environment or they're around those same friends so even though we moved from place to place my mom always ended up finding the closest drug dealer or whoever sold drugs at the time. So she got clean several times throughout my my life, but it was very temporary. Um, And then once she was back on drugs, it was like, you know, just binge of her just doing drugs. So finally, um, as I was an adult now and um, I, I had my own child, my mom finally decided to get clean. She actually moved to Missouri. She went to another state to get away from all of this. Yeah. Cleaned up her life. She gained a bunch of weight. She was like <laughs> all healthy. I'm like, that's good, mom. Like, yeah. I don't care if you gain weight. Like, that's all that matters is that you're off drugs. And that's like all I care about. That's all I've wanted my whole life. So she moved away, got away from everybody. Um, she went to Missouri and then she came back after about, I think it was a year, year and a half. And she just stayed clean. And then she's like, you know what? I want to do something else with my life instead of using her time to chase drugs and follow drugs and doing all the other stuff that she was doing while she was on drugs. She's like, I'm going to go to college. So I was like, oh my gosh, that's so awesome. So I was going to COS um, and then I had graduated College of the Sequoias in Visalia. And then right after that, she started going to school. 
So she went to be a drug counselor. So she got a certification. She went, she gave it her all. She was still clean and sober. And then after that, she started working at a couple of different drug rehab centers to help people get off drugs. And she said that God really gave her this purpose. Like she was a drug addict. That was her decision and her choice, but that she's, God's going to turn it around and take anything bad and turn it into good. And that's exactly what he did for her. And now she's able to counsel people to get off drugs. It's so amazing right now. She's not working, but she just stopped, um, like six months ago, but she's helped several different women and everyone loves her. I would go to the rehab center and bring her some, some goods or like some lunch or something, some coffee. And then they would, she would always be bragging about me. My daughter's on Ninja Warrior. My daughter does that. And I'm like, and they were like, Oh, you're famous. And I'm like, no, I'm just a little bit maybe. And, um, I don't know. She was just super proud of me, but she has no idea how extremely proud I am of her for mm -hmm. actually getting off drugs. Cause most people that are severely addicted end up dying you know because they don't take care of themselves, or they never get off drugs or they overdose and i was always afraid as a child that my mom was going to overdose and i was i was terrified of that i was thinking one day my mom was going to overdose off this and like to have her clean and sober now and for my for my kids her grandkids to have a grandma that's clean and sober and for me to have a mom that's clean and sober is like I couldn't ask for anything else. It's amazing. That's beautiful. How everything kind of just came back full circle. Yeah. And now she's helping people and she could relate to them exactly. because she was also in that, in that position before. So yeah. And she found her purpose, yeah. you know, like she, she actually found her purpose. I, I feel like if she didn't and she wasn't counseling people and she was just home with just her thoughts and the things that she thinks about, it's easy to go back to drugs. You have to distract yourself with something else other than drugs and hers was school and then working full time because she like literally lost her, not lost herself, but she just poured everything into her work and she was doing like nine, 10 hours a day, always working. But I was like, you know what? Whatever keeps my mom sober and clean, yeah. I'm good. I'm like, that's that's awesome. So, yeah, she's um, she's very happy now that she's, she's yeah. a different person. I love that story. So for anyone who might be listening or even watching, you know, if anybody's struggling and they feel like there's not a way to get through that and they're kind of hit a wall um man there's always a way right through the power yeah. of god and absolutely you know before the podcast began I, you know i i asked you if, if you felt comfortable sharing this story and for that purpose because the purpose of this podcast is to inspire people regardless of what the situation is right, right. and so for you to be able to share that story somebody might be listening or have a family member that might be in that same situation right just know that it's you're never too far gone right to get help exactly I love that. and i mean taking themselves out of that environment is one way that will help so like a lot. And the other way is um, just filling your time up with something else, something more productive. Mm -hmm. So those two things are what helped my mom. And hopefully that will help someone else or another family member that's listening as well. I love it. So for you growing up and seeing all this, did that ever kind of roll into your life and the way you were growing up as well? Like, did you ever have your... Yeah, yeah, I did totally. Like yeah. I, I mean, I was around drugs and alcohol my whole life. Like I, I seen it. It was around me. Like that was just that's just what it was. Like when you grow up in that environment, um, that's normal to you. So yeah. for for my kids, that's definitely not <laughs> like they know. Like oh, that person's smoking, or that's that they're not supposed to be doing that. And yeah. so for me, it was normal. So at a young age, yes, I started smoking weed. I was eleven or twelve. No, I was twelve when I started smoking weed. 
11 when I had my first beer. I was drinking, getting high, started doing drugs at 15, just experimenting with different drugs. And it was just right there in front of me. You know, the drug dealers were in and out of the house. They knew me. You know, I was a teenager at the time um, that I started doing drugs. So, I mean, that's when teens, uh, that's mostly when people experiment is when they're teenagers. And my mom wasn't like, you know, don't do it. She was the one doing it. She wasn't really like a really, she wasn't a parental figure. She was just like kind of. I really didn't have no rules. I had no, there was no boundaries. I was like, do whatever you want. Like, as long as you're here in the house, you're safe is kind of how she felt. But definitely don't raise your kids that way. It's not, that's not good. Yeah, so definitely. It's yeah, very definitely. bad. I was like, I'm definitely not raising my kids like that. But I mean, that's how she raised me. So I went through a lot of stuff like drugs, alcohol. I was abusing alcohol just to get away and escape. So um, that did kind of hinder me I think from being even an even better athlete at the time I mean I remember in high school going to basketball practice super high you know barely able to dribble a ball and the coach is like Z what's wrong with you like what's up coffee and that's my that was my maiden last name like what's up with you and I'm like oh nothing I'm just tired so like I definitely probably could have been a way better athlete if I wasn't exposed to all those things and experimenting with all those things as a teenager so i finally got clean once my i was pregnant with my daughter at 17 years old once i found out i was pregnant cut everything cold turkey i was like there's no way i'm gonna i'm not going to repeat number two with my daughter like this is a living being this child has you know no say so of like what the mom is doing Mm -hmm. but i'm gonna be better for her and i i didn't want to repeat the same mistakes my mom was doing even though i was young and dumb and drinking and smoking and doing what she was doing i was like i can't do that to someone that's innocent so that's actually what got me off of drugs and alcohol was being pregnant with my my first child which was a blessing in disguise i was young it like forced you to stop and Obviously, uh, I'm sure like when you found out you were pregnant, you probably had flashbacks to when you were a kid. And yeah. like you said, like didn't you don't want to raise your kids like that yeah. either. So you're pregnant, 17 years old. You graduate high school and then you go to college um, at the Sequoias. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, college and, Sequoias. Yep. I started there and I was pregnant at the time. And yeah. I was like, you know what? My mom did some college. My dad did some college. I have to finish. So I, I don't care what it is. I don't care how long it's going to take me. Um, I'm just, I'm going to do it. I'm going to start it. I don't care if it takes me five years, 10 years, I'm going to get it done. So even though I was pregnant, I didn't let that stop me or hold me back. Um, right after I had heard the coaches, the, the track coach and the basketball coach is like, Hey, <laughs> you want to be on our team? And I'm like, Oh, I got to work. I'm a single mom right now. I'm raising my child. I'm ba- like, I was basically working, going to school, working, going to school. I already felt guilty enough having her in daycare for yeah. that long. So I couldn't afford a three hour practice. So I had to decline both of them. Um, and they, they messed, they hit me up for, you know, a couple of years and they finally was, I was just like, Oh, I just, I have to be a mom right now. So I, that wasn't my time to shine, but fast forward to now it's, it is. <laughs> and when you were in college, you got diagnosed with dyslexia. Yeah. So how did that kind of come about? So dude, like the craziest thing is like, I always felt there was something wrong with me in school. But I didn't know what it was. Like what I, numbers and stuff dude, like that. Dude, like reading out loud, I always felt super embarrassed. I always got super red talking in front of people. I always felt dumb and stupid. Um, I was always the last one to finish a test. So it didn't matter what subject it was. Like in high school, I was like the last person every single time. Like 
they'd be like, are you done? And I'm like, no, I'm still, I'm still doing it. So I, I have to like reread the question over and over again so I can comprehend what's even asking me. And then when I'm coming up with the answer, then it takes even longer. So I think it was rereading everything and then I was very distracted. So anyone that would tap a pencil, anyone that got up to turn in their test, my eyes would leave the paper and then on, like automatically go to wherever that person was or whoever was distracting me. So then I would have to reread the question again. So it was constantly, constantly, I didn't know what it was. So finally, when I went to college, I was like, all right, let me see if I can get some help because um, the tests were taking too long. I wasn't able to finish a test in the time frame that they gave me, that the teachers gave me. So I was like, I'm going to get some help. I got tutoring. Then they, they sent me to a disability resource center and I, I got some testing done. It took six hours. It was like increments of two hours. And I was like, first time ever taking tests like that. And uh, they were like, oh yeah, you have dyslexia. And I was like, oh, okay, what is that? <laughs> so I was like, I don't even know what that is. So they explained it to me what it was. And they're like, yours isn't severe, but you do have dyslexia. So that's why it's harder for you to read. That's why you reread things. You don't comprehend things. And I was like, oh, okay, this totally makes sense. So I don't know if back then, if it wasn't like um, diagnostic enough, but my mom never even like took me to a doctor to even see like, what's wrong with her? Like that was never even in the question. I was always doing my homework till like nine, 10 o'clock at night, but that was like, my mom wasn't even paying attention. So it didn't even, it didn't even matter to her. But for me, as an adult and raising a kid, I was like, no, I really want to get this done. So I needed to find out what was wrong. And so that's when I first got diagnosed with dyslexia. And I never knew all my life that that's what I had. <laughs> One of the problems. I it's had. so funny because like you're telling me the, like the symptoms you had and like you're telling me this. I'm just like, that's not normal. <laughs> it's, I guess <laughs> I not. mean, I feel like when I used to take tests in high school and, and I did some college, I feel like I was the same way. So really? I'm like, you're telling me this. I'm just like thinking to myself, like, I do that. I do really? That. That's not normal. No, it's <laughs> not. Did you have trouble like reading out loud? And No, like... not reading out loud, but definitely like the test taking, like, like you said, somebody like tapping their, their desk or getting uh -huh. up. Like I would do the same thing. I would kind of like get completely distracted, have to reread oh, yeah. over and over and over. And I would Could also be. be like one of the last ones to, to finish a test. Even if it was a subject I was confident in, uh -huh. I would still be like one of the last ones to turn my test. And I'd just be like, man, like how are these people getting done yeah. so early? Oh yeah. I would, th I thought the same thing over yeah. and over. Yeah. But it could be ADD or dyslexia because ADD makes you, um, you're constantly distracted. Um, so I, I kind of have both. I read up, I didn't get diagnosed with ADD, but I read up all, you know, all the, um, the symptoms of that. And I was like, Oh, I totally have 100% have that. Yeah. I'm going to be a typical guy and not get that checked out. Yeah. <laughs> I know most guys do have that. <laughs> I'm going to just say I'm normal and yeah. There you nothing's go. wrong with me. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> so you get, di you get diagnosed with dyslexia. You end up graduating college. I did finally. Oh, yeah. It took, it took eight years. I ain't going to lie, hey. but I got it done. I was doing part-time. So I had, I met my husband in college. So it took like, I met my husband there. Then we had two children while I was still going to college. So, I mean, three children total working, going to school. I've always worked my whole life. So it was it was a struggle. So I did go part time. I'd have to take a semester off after having a baby. So it, it took eight years, but I got it done. Hey, you know <laughs> got what? an associate's you, you, degree. <laughs> you said to yourself, no matter how long it takes, yep, I'm, I'm going to do get it. it done. And, yes. And you did it. So I did. Kudos to you for that. I mean, thank you. I, I never graduated from college. I did some college. So, hey, you did more than majority of us out there. So <laughs> thank you. be proud of yourself. Thank you so much. <laughs> so after college is done, how did the whole American Ninja Warrior thing come to 
and come into fruition. It's crazy, you know, like it's crazy because this and body, when we talk about bodybuilding, kind of just like was just like, hey, try it out. Okay, I'll try it out. So that's kind of how it went. So um, the Ninja Warrior. So the Ninja Warrior one, because I did bodybuilding first, but I did. Well, yeah, well, let's touch on that first. Yeah, that way we could keep a consistent timeline. So so how did the bodybuilding come come into fruition? Okay, so I was um, I always try to get really fit right after I had a child. I was like, oh, like I got to get fit, got to lose the baby weight, you know, so always working out and trying to get back to my body like prior to having a baby. I wanted that body back. So I would work out, I would do whatever it takes. So I stumbled upon a boot camp that was in my town in Visalia. It was called 50 Fitness. And um, so when I went to a boot camp, it was like a $3, $5 boot camp. And I was like, eh, just whatever, I just want to get fit. Well, the owner of that gym was like, hey, um, do you want to come to personal train? Or do you have you ever thought about doing a show? Like your physique is amazing. And I was like, oh no, I'm just doing it to get fit. Like, no, I've never done a show. I have a hernia. I can't do a show with a hernia. <laughs> and I was like, no. And she's like, dude, we'll sponsor you 100% free training. Um, just get up there and do a show. And wow. I was like, what? Okay. And yeah. what year is this? This was 2014. Okay. Yeah. So I trained for three months and then stepped on stage. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was insane. So, and then got first place in my class, which a- was in NPC. In and NPC. And you did figure. And I did figure and, and all natural. And you're all natural. Yes. 100%. And I was like, and so I knew nothing about bodybuilding. I have never been in the game. Like, it was literally like I just listened to everything they said, did every every workout they said. Um, the co- one of the other there was another trainer there that helped me with like a peak week diet, and then that was it. So I basically ate all my own food, but I was vegetarian at the time, and they were like, "Oh, I think you should eat some fish for more protein." So there I go eating eating fish for the first time because yeah. I thought I needed more protein. Couldn't Talapia. get it. I did no tilapia is nasty. Okay, good. But you know what? I did have to try that. I did have to do a tilapia. I, I really enjoyed salmon. Salmon was very flavorful, but higher in fat. And then, um, what other, oh, and then cod. Yeah, it was those three. So that was the first time I ate fish was for that bodybuilding competition. And, um, then I did my own diet other than that. And then someone helped me with the peak week diet and then boom, stepped on stage one, I think it was class D or whatever, won first place, lost overall. I was totally runner up. It was like me and the girl in the middle. And then it was like, but I didn't know much about posing. I didn't know anything about mm-hmm. bodybuilding. So I, of course she won. I was like super happy for her, but I was like, hey, at least I got first place. I got a trophy. Like at least I got first place on my first show. Yeah. Three months of training, not too bad. Um, so that's how I got into bodybuilding. Someone just like, hey, like took me under their wing. Like, let's go. And I'm like, all right. That's amazing. <laughs> it's crazy. Man, the, so the whole tilapia thing, I never do tilapia. And I see some competitors, like they live off it, right? Really? Like when they're on prep, I see them. The the it's the gnarliest thing I've ever seen, and I think it was from my friend uh, Josh Parker JP. Sorry if you're listening, JP. If <laughs> if this wasn't you, but I'm pretty sure it was. I think he mixes his fish with his oatmeal and oh, eats no. it together. I'm pretty sure that was him. Oh, jo- no. So Josh, if you're listening, sorry, if it wasn't JP. you, I'm sorry. That's gross. But, if that uh, is you. <laughs> that's but I know I've seen it before, and I'm pretty sure. Maybe but, grits, but oatmeal. Yeah, dude, straight that's oatmeal. Crazy. Yeah, I've seen oh. some funky stuff before. Like I've seen I, someone put eggs in oatmeal. I never seen that. That yeah. sounds horrible as well, though. Yeah, it does. The only thing that belongs in oatmeal is like peanut butter. A scoop of protein mm-hmm. and some fruit. And some fruit. Yeah. Yep. Or nuts. Yeah. Or nuts. Yeah. Exactly. Anything other than that, 
no uh, don't put your chicken in there don't put no. tilapia in there like <laughs> leave it alone please Nasty. Like, like it's just these competitors right like competitors do some crazy stuff for real like when yep, you're you when creative. you're deep in so let me tell you when i was deep in prep when i in 2019 when um i was getting ready for the olympia i was like so depleted right and um i would get the uh, the flavor god dessert seasoning they had like this chocolate donut seasoning you know uh-huh. zero calorie uh, okay. seasoning right and i would put that in a little in a little cup i'm so embarrassed for even telling this story because <laughs> <laughs> i think about it i'm like oh my gosh i was desperate uh, huh? i was so desperate That's and so i'd put that into a cup and then i would get the walden farms pancake syrup and pour it in there and then stir it up and drink it because they're both zero <gasps> calories because i and the thing is like i don't even have a sweet tooth at you all don't? i have like a savory tooth uh-huh. but when i'm like when you're that depleted though right i had a sweet tooth and i was like oh my god i, remember I was like just like oh my so gosh syrup and a seasoning yes yeah, so i would use the zero calorie walden right. farm syrup and i would pour it in with the oh flavor god chocolate donut seasoning that's crazy and stir it together and drink it and it was amazing it was amazing really and i swear i did that every single day you until did? my show <gasps> Wow. Yeah. So it helped. It, it like did. Helped you it get helped the sweet tooth. Day. And listen, That's if cool. you're my competitor and you're listening to this, Try I don't, I know I don't recommend it, please, because you will feel <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I'm embarrassed even telling the story, but oh my gosh, it was so So good. why don't you recommend that they try it? Because I look back at it now and I'm so embarrassed by it. I was no. like, I can't believe I stooped to that. To you had to do what you got to do. That's hilarious. <laughs> well, at least, like what? Like a tablespoon? At least put like... it on, like, listen, at least put it on a rice cake, okay? If you yeah. do that, at least put it on a rice cake so it seems a lot more normal. Just don't go drink syrup like That's I hilarious. Did. Oh my gosh. Never yeah, heard of that It was one. only a little bit though. Yeah, it was definitely <laughs> only like a tiny bit, but it was just enough to to help, help me survive the prep. <laughs> yeah, but you won, dude. So I was, won. So, hey, it. you know what? That's all that matters. That might have been the key. Yeah, I did not do that in 2021, <laughs> and I did not win the Olympics. See, now everyone listening mm. is gonna do that. Yeah, <laughs> so they could win too. <laughs> yeah. That's oh funny. my gosh, there's some crazy stuff out there. Okay, so you do first bodybuilding show. You end up winning first place in your category. Yeah. And then, um, and then after that is when Ninja the, started. The ninja yeah. Started. So 2014 is when I did that. Um, 2015, I was just chilling, just working out. Um, just getting personal trained and stuff. And then 2016 is when I became a personal trainer. So I started personal training 2016. And then this ninja gym opened up in Visalia. So our, where I live, it's a very small town. It's like central. It's called the Central Valley. It's very small. So we're an hour from an hour south of Fresno. And we're an hour north of Bakersfield. So we're right smack in the middle. It's a pretty small town. We really don't have, there's nothing, there was nothing Ninja Warrior there. There was just several gyms. Um, Well, this Ninja gym opened up and they were going to do Ninja and then like some Spartan stuff in that gym. And and one of my friends was like, oh, don't you watch that Ninja Warrior show? They're going to open a gym. And didn't you say you kind of wanted to be on that? I was like, yeah, I would love to. I was like, are you sure it's in our town? And they're like, yeah, they sent me the link. And I was like, oh, dude, right when they do their soft opening, like I'm there 100%. So they did their soft opening. I was like the first person at the door, like ready to go. And then once they, um, I think they were doing memberships, like starting them. And I told my dad, I was like, it was in August when I started, I was like, dad, I know what I want for my birthday. Can you pay for this membership? It's a hundred, a hundred bucks or whatever. And he's like, yeah, sure. What is it for? I'm like this ninja gym. I'm going to, I'm going to go and check it out. And so I go and I check out the gym. Um, they had the salmon ladder. They yeah. had like all kinds of stuff, like the floating shelves. They had these bungees. And I sucked, dude. I like, I thought I was like, oh, I'm strong. You know, yeah. I'm fit. I did okay at the bodybuilding show. So 
I'm going to try it out. No, dude, super humbling. The salmon ladder is way harder than it looks. It doesn't matter if you're strong. It depends on the technique and, mm -hmm. and you practicing the movement. So yeah, I couldn't even get up one rung. So everything I tried totally failed, but I was determined, like, I really want to get better at this. And this is something I'm really interested in. So I'm going to try until I get better and master it. And didn't even think nothing about the show. It was just like, I want to master this yeah. skill. So then I, the guy sees me there. I'm like three times a week there. Like I was the person that was there all the time other than kids, like mainly the only adult. I'm like, dude, why don't other adults <laughs> like this? Like, this yeah. is so cool. No, it was not in. I would invite all my friends and they're like, no, maybe I'll do the Spartan stuff, but <laughs> I don't want to do that ninja stuff. And I'm like, whatever. So then the owner of the gym sees me. He's been, he was helping me for a while to get the salmon ladder and to get other movements, obstacle movements. So then he goes, Hey, um, they hit up all the ninja gyms and it's their time to accept applications. So they of course messaged us and I think you should try out. And I was like, what? I've only been here like two or three months. Like there's no way I'm going to apply mm -hmm. and be on national TV and make a fool of myself. There's no way that's happening. And he's like, I think you're stronger than you think you are. And you're learning faster and faster and you're getting the movements. I think you should try it out. And I was like, you know what? I'm a pray about it. I don't know about that. I'm not too sure. <laughs> I'll get back to you. So then like a month, a month later comes and I still have made a decision. I was like, dude, I'm not going to apply. So I pray about it. Didn't hear nothing. Didn't God didn't <laughs> give me an answer. And then I was like, uh, God didn't give me an answer. That doesn't mean yes. That doesn't mean no. And then my husband's like, why not? What do you have to lose? And I was like, you know what? You're right. So then I apply. Oh my gosh. The application process is crazy. So it's like 20 questions long, detailed about your family history, your most proudest event, um, your first job. Like they want to get, they wow. want the nitty gritty. They want everything to know about uh, you. Just in case you end up at Vancy. They have yes, they want your story. They want, they love story. It's a rea reality TV show. So they have to have a story with it. So I guess they really liked my story because I got called right away. And I was like there, I thought out of thousands of applicants, there's no way, like my video was okay. My videographer did a great job. But I, to me, I sucked. I looked at the video and I was like, oh my gosh, like I sucked in the video. <laughs> I don't talk right. You know, critique, you know how you right. critique yourself. We're, we're our biggest critics. We are totally. And I totally was. And I was like, there's no way they're picking this video. So they did. They called me back. It was this huge surprise, um, surprise thing that they did. And my husband recorded it. So they, I was at the gym training. They, I had a group of people, all my friends and family members came and they came through the door and then. I was, and they had balloons and I was like, wait, what the heck? I was literally training, literally training clients. And then he's like, oh, answer your phone. And I was like, wait, what? Like, this is crazy. And then the phone rings and then it's them. And I'm like screaming and I'm like, wow. Like I couldn't believe it was really happening. So I got the call and then I had, it was crunch time. It was like go time from that point on. I think they called me in January and you have to be ready by March. So I um, stepped it up. I was like every ninja gym that I can drive to every uh, local ninja comp I'm going to do. So then it was just like go time. I was like driving to L.A. There was an L.A. Expo. They had a little ninja thing there. I went there and did that. Didn't do really good at that. But I was like, hey, I'm going to try everything. Mm -hmm. Then I did one in Fresno, which is an hour from where I live. Got first place in that one, like a couple hundred bucks. Um, and then I did another comp in Concord, which is up north by up north near the Bay Area. And I got first or second place at that one. And then then the little momentum, I was like, OK, maybe I could do this. I was getting confidence by winning. And um, I think I did. Yeah. So I did three competitions in three months. 
and I got, I think it was first, second, and then the LA Fit Expo, I didn't do well at all. So I got first and second. I was like, okay. So then boom, March comes and it's, it's go time. And I'm like, don't know what to expect. Never, never stepped on set before in my life. Only watched it on TV, which was incredible, super intriguing to watch on TV and see the cool stuff that they do. And um, yeah, I was like, I was there. I was there and they call your name up. They give you your number and it's like, you can't even see the course before you're on it. You can't touch the course. Wow. It's so crazy. So all they do is like, you can't even see it, but once you're going to go on, um, they do rules. So they go through each obstacle. They explain each rule to you. Make sure you understand the rule. That's the first time you get to see the obstacle. A couple hours later, you're on. Like, mm -hmm. that's it. So it's like you have just a little bit of time, like a couple hours to plan through each move that you're going to do and how you're going to execute it. So yeah that's how i went on it like some guy like the, the the owner of the gym was like um you know how like to to apply and then i applied and got on it so it's like everything just like kind of falls into place somehow that's so crazy. i didn't even know they even had like smaller competitions they do like i know that. i didn't know before either yeah i had no idea yeah it's pretty cool like they, i would love to do the smaller ones and yes no one could really see me fail do it i will <laughs> tell you when the next one is you should totally do oh, it that'd be yes. awesome we could do it together it'll be yeah. super cool okay see See, and then we'll, yes, then you won't feel as nervous because I'm going to help you out and I'll tell you what to do. Yeah. It'll be cool. It'll be really Man, cool. I would, I would love to have you there. Guide me. Let's do it. Yeah. A real <laughs> professional ninja. So crazy. so crazy to even think about because, like I said, I watched it as a kid. And so it's like something I would always love to attempt. Right. You could yeah. do it. I, I watched it too. I was watching it as a kid and that like I always I was in LA my grandma lives in LA and I remember watching American Ninja Warrior TV show I don't remember what season it was but I was only 20 21 or 22 years old and I was like I told my grandma I was like I'm gonna be on that show one day I was like this looks really cool I was like one day I'm gonna be on that show and she's all you're crazy she's <laughs> like do you see what they're doing I was like I know but it's so interesting I was like you don't think I'm strong enough to do that I can do that and she's like I don't know. I think you're crazy. And then fast forward to now and like, I'm totally on it. And it's like, and now I tell my grandma, like I told you now she love every time I'm on TV, she'll call me and she'll, she's just like, Miha, we just seen you on TV right now. And I'm like, Oh, thanks for watching. Like <laughs> she's so proud. Cause we remember that moment that I said I was going to be on it and uh, totally joking. I was yeah. completely joking. It was just something that I just thought it was really cool and just said it just, just to say it. But I think I'd belong better on Wipeout. Yeah, <laughs> Wipeout's <laughs> crazy though too. It, Wipeout looks fun. It, Honestly, it, it, that, it looks fun. Really fun. Yeah, I mean, you're just an overall just badass. Thank you. Like, <laughs> so before you, before we even sat down and had this podcast, you ran two Spartan classes, right? Prior, uh -huh. one Spartan class and then one booty class today. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. Like, and then you drove all the way down here from Fresno. Yep. I'm just like, this girl is a non-stop. I know. That's what everyone says. The guy that did the podcast um, with me last time, he was like, wait, I just seen you. You just won your bodybuilding. You got your pro card. And the next week you did a Spartan race. He's like, what don't you do? Yeah. And I was like, dude, I try to do it all. I want to be just the best. I want to be that person that people look at and see. And there's like, dude, that's what's up. Like Z's dope. Like Z can do it. I feel like I can do anything like seriously, or I'll at least try it. You yeah. know, I'll at least give it a shot. If I can't do it the first time, 
I'll try. And if it's something I really want to do, I'm not going to give up. I definitely agree with you being dope. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> I know that's an old school word. They probably don't even use that word anymore. Sorry, guys. I'm a little bit older. <laughs> you know what? You can use the word all you want. You, you, if anybody's going to bring you back, you are. Thank no, you. no one's going to argue with you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, because like after a bodybuilding competition, you're like so depleted and drained. So for you to do a bodybuilding competition one week and then the following week do a Spartan run. Right. That's like. And Un- unheard of. Don't forget, I had COVID the week before that. Yeah. Yeah. So it like, was COVID. And then I missed the bodybuilding show. So then I did Corona, got first place. And then the following week, I did the bodybuilding and show. And that's where I met you. That's was where that I that, met you. Was yes. that Corona show? So I seen you on stage and I seen you come out. And, and I was judging the show for people who don't know. And I never seen you before. And I seen you doing your posing routine. I'm like, oh my gosh, if this, and you, you did, you were an amateur at the time yeah. because it was, was it, was it your first show for that? The was, yeah. My first show for PNBA before that I just did NPC. I did yeah. two, two, two NPC shows. Yeah. I seen you walk out and I'm like, this girl is a pro. Like you're doing the amateur category cause you never competed before right. in this organization. But, and then those, I was like, these poor girls <laughs> who were in the class with you have no idea what they just got themselves into. So sad. And so you blow them out of the water, right? Aww. Like I, I, every single judge had you in first place for that category Dang. and you end up getting your pro card that for, the, so for cool. the IMBA PNBA. Yes. And then when the show was over, I like ran up to you pretty much. Dude, that was so awesome. Like for a judge <laughs> to come up to me, like, cause I had seen you and then I seen you up state uh, up on stage with your clients. Cause mm. you had clients and I was like, for you to come up to me and tell me that meant so much to me. Like, sorry, but other organizations don't do that. Right. And like, I won't say names, but like other organizations won't do that. And like, you did that. And like, that was amazing to me. Like I felt like I went home, told my husband, I'm like, babe, like a judge came up to me and said, I did a great job. Like that means, that means a lot. Like you really oh. impact impacted me. Like, oh, thank you. I had to, thank you. I'm telling you, I had to, like when the show was over, I was like, where is she at? I need to tell her to keep competing if you're like just Thank in case you. you just thought about doing one show this right. year i was like i need to tell her she has a future in the sport she can do Thank amazing you. things like and you encouraged me to just do pro because i was yeah. like oh do i stay amateur and you're like no, no. i had to ask you because i'm like <laughs> debating in my head like maybe i should just stay with amateur but you and and my opposing coach was like what you already killed the amateur show yeah. like why would you why would you do that again that makes no sense and yeah. i'm like I don't know. I don't feel, I don't feel ready. Do we, do we ever, do we ever really feel hundred percent ready right. or a hundred? No, yeah. like I don't. Mm-hmm. Even when I was an amateur, I would see the pros and I'm like, Oh, these guys are way better than me. Heck yeah. You I know? said the same thing. Yeah. And, and then, then people were like, the pros were telling me backstage, like, dude, you should be up here with us. <laughs> exactly. Like, and I was like, oh, that's so cool. And then yeah. the amateurs were like, you're not a pro. And I was like, no, I've never done a PNBA <laughs> before. And then, they were like, oh, dang, you know, but everyone was super cool. Like backstage, mm-hmm. dude, PNBA is amazing. Like everyone backstage is legit. All the competitors are super cool. Like everyone's supportive. Amazing. Like absolutely amazing. I love the PNBA. Yeah. For everyone who competes there for the first time, they always say similar things. It's like, amazing. oh my gosh, I was backstage and the, the competitors are so nice. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. When we're on stage, it's a completely different story. But yeah, whenever we're backstage though, like everyone is Much so love. friendly. Yeah. So, so friendly. It was so cool. Yeah. So different than yes. other shows. Yeah. So when I seen you that day, I was like, I need to tell this girl she needs to be a pro she needs a transition to a pro category and me. just and you would kill it and so um 
before we go into the get sidetracked though, let's go back into the American Ninja Warrior. Yeah. So 2016, you did your first show. Yes. So how did you do that very first one? Oh my gosh. So I couldn't believe I got broke breakout rookie of the year. So, um, that was like insane. Right. Cause I have like never thousands of, yeah, well hundreds because, um, each, each city has, um, around, it's around a hundred competitors that get picked for that region. So each region has about a hundred and they do let a few walk-ons come on and test it out. And then um, uh, the hundred that they choose compete. So out of a hundred, um, I beat all the women the first night, which was the city <laughs> qualifier. Wow. The people that have already done Ninja Warrior, like I was the rookie, you know. So I got past the battery ram, which none of the women got past the battery ram on the city qualifier. And what kind of course was? What did that look the obstacle? So the battery ram was. Oh, it's super hard to explain. It's like super weird to explain obstacles. So you jump off. I think you jump off a trampoline and then you grab this thing. Um, it's kind of like a pipe and it's on another metal pipe and you have to shuffle it and slide it oh, down. And it, and it like drops levels, right? Yeah. Well, it does in Vegas. It dropped. They made it harder in Vegas. It dropped. This one you had to, sorry, you had to shuffle it all the way to the end. And then you had to jump to another one that oh was gosh. higher up. So you had to use your momentum, jump up. And, and the first one had to lock. You had mm -hmm. to lock it in. And then the second one, you, you jump to it. You still have to have your arms grabbed around it. You can have your even your bicep wrapped around it. Some people did that. But I just had my arms and forearms. And you have to shuffle through the second one and then jump on the platform. That one didn't lock. So when you try to jump off, it, it would moving. come back. Yeah. And then you would have to go again. So I literally muscled through that. Like I didn't know anything about technique. I did not know very many ninjas because I was only training eight months before stepping on that stage. So eight months at that tiny little ninja gym and then three months doing those little local comps. And then it was boom, showtime. So I didn't know the ninjas. I, I only met a few ninjas doing competitions. So it was crazy. I was like kind of on my own. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I literally think it was my strength and the grace of God that got me through that obstacle because the other woman couldn't do it. And maybe it was my fitness background. Like I was into, you know, bodybuilding a couple mm -hmm. years before that and then always lifted weights. So it had to be Good my foundation. strength. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Cause I was like, how else would I have got through that? Sadly, I failed on the next obstacle, which was the warped wall. That was like, it was so horrible to see me fail that three times. But like I said, again, th they didn't have a warped wall at the gym that I was, um, that I was training at. There was no warped wall. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't training on warped walls at all. So I didn't have the right technique. I did not have the right shoes. You have to have a certain shoe mm -hmm. to that. It has to have grip on the bottom to really grip the wall. Um, and I did not have the right shoes. So my shoes were slipping. My technique was bad. And I really did not, I just didn't have enough gas in the tank. Like I burnt out. So I failed that season. Um, I got through it, still got breakout rookie of the year, still got first place out of the women and still made it to Las Vegas, which was the national finals, but I didn't get up the wall, but it was still like a huge accomplishment for me as a rookie to get that far and to do that well. Cause sometimes people don't understand, like though you don't fall in the water, um, or though you don't get as far as you want to, you can still make it to the next level. It just depends on they're only going to choose th the top 30 people. Mm -hmm. So if only four of them pass the, the wall, the other people still have a chance. So you don't have to hit the buzzer every time. You, it's great to hit a buzzer because it's amazing to get up that wall and hit that buzzer. But you can still make it to Vegas. You can still um, you can still go on to city finals and city 
um, not, I'm sorry, city finals and Las Vegas, even if you don't get the buzzer. So I still got really far. I still made it to Vegas my first year, but, um, that, that's how I did. It was the battery Ram, which was insane. And the warp walls where I fell. So I was like, okay, after this, I'm never going to fail a wall again. So that is what amped me. Like I literally went to the next level after that because I was like, I'm going to train so hard. I'm never going to fail at the wall again. So right when I got home after that day, I literally had someone build me a wall. So now oh I have a 15-foot warped wall in my backyard. I have a salmon, 15-foot salmon ladder and a 15-foot pegboard going up. So it's all connected together. I was like, I don't know how it's going to happen. I'll get the money for it. Don't worry about it. Like, just build it. And I got it. So the guy ended up building. I ended up running into a contractor, like some guy at the park. He knew I was on the show. He took pictures with me and his son. And he's like, oh, I'll build it for you this weekend. And I was like, what? Wow. And he's like, yeah. He's like, I got it. Just pay for the lumber. Paid for the lumber, dude. And that was it. He brought it that Monday. Wow. Yeah, it was insane. It was so crazy. So, yeah, I have that big old thing in the back, <laughs> like right on the side. So if you pull up to my house, you just see a warp wall. Like That's bigger than so the house. Cool. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> so um, I didn't fail the wall again, but, but I didn't get to it on the other season. Oh. So I would fail the one right before or no. the one. Yeah. So I didn't get the chance until the women's episode that just aired this year, which was the second annual women's champion championship. Then I finally got up the wall. Like I was finally able to show everyone what I've been working so long for yeah. these, the last four years and finally got up it. So I was like, see, I could do it, you know? And then like, it was so exciting. Like Akbar and Matt were like just cheering for me. And like, everyone was so excited for me because I finally, that's what I really needed to do accomplish, you know? Cause feeling that your first year, you just have to accomplish that. So um, that's what I did. And it, it amped my training up so much. Cause I was like, you know what? I don't want to fail at anything. I just want to be the best. So I just kept training harder and harder and training more and more. So. Yeah, whenever I see people do the warped wall and they make it up there, they make it look so easy. They do. So easy. Absolutely. And then I see people struggle and they make it look so hard. I know. <laughs> so it's... I'm always like, is it hard? Is yeah. it easy? You have to have the right technique. Oh, That's key. So if you don't really train on a warped wall, most time you're not going to get up it. Mm -hmm. If you train on it consistently, then you'll get up it. But a lot of people don't like they don't train the right way for it. So you have to train on obstacle, obstacle, obstacle and then do the warp wall last when you're exhausted when you're exhausted mm -hmm. if not you will you won't be able to get up it even if you do have the right technique and the right shoes you will be too tired to get up that wall and people don't people don't get that that's why you'll see ninjas that are like veterans or people that have been doing it several seasons and then you see them fail the wall and you, and you notice that they they've got up the wall other previous years and you're like dude that's crazy like she just got tired or or you can get stuck on one obstacle burn out all your out. energy and then try to do the wall and it's game it's not working yeah, it's not it so yeah it's really hard it's challenging so i have a funny story so back in like 2017 20, summer sometime around that year 2015 to 2017 i was at the ifbb olympia and they have the the um, expo oh uh -huh. you know and they had an american ninja warrior course they did and they had a salmon ladder oh shoot i know you tried it <laughs> and i was like i have got to try this Heck right yeah. but i was so embarrassed because like i didn't want a lot of people to see me just in case i failed right and so i waited until like it was really about to close uh -huh. the expo so was, there wasn't really a lot of people and i like walked up like hey can i do this and they're like yes yeah, on the waiver there's only a dollar to try it out Dang, so I, I, paid, cool. I paid the dollar and so um the guy's like the only thing is when you're going through the salmon ladder don't hesitate like, uh -huh. you know, once you have your momentum going, just keep going. Go. Don't hesitate. Right. And I'm like, okay, cool. 
And mind you, the padding on the bottom of the salmon ladder <gasps> was like a three inch padding. It was oh, so no. tiny. I'm like, you guys oh, have no. like a safety net, nothing like that. Cool. Dang. I'll be fine. And so I'm doing it right. So I'm like, bam, bam, you bam, got it? bam. I'm going up. I'm going up. I have one more left. Oh my gosh. And I hesitate. <gasps> I, right. And I kind of do like a, like a little hesitation one. Uh-huh. And then I try to do it. And the left one clicks in the right one. hits the little, the rung, you know, the, the rung. Yep. It hits it and like ricochets off. Yeah. And I just fall all the way down and to this little thin padding. Right. And like all my friends are there watching. There was like, Oh, Dang. and like, and I'm in the crowd of people. So I like, I jump up right away and I'm like, Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. Right. It's cool. No big deal. And my Dude. head's like ringing, right? <laughs> like I'm definitely concussed. No big deal. You felt um, pretty high. I did. I was on, there was only one more left and I was all oh the way my up. Gosh. And so I landed on this, right? But when I landed, I like, I like landed on my hand and like my shoulder. And, um, it's so like, I got up and I shook it off and I'm like, okay, like nothing, nothing feels broken. <laughs> like yeah. I'm able to walk still. Dang. And so we're like walking to the car now. And once my adrenaline starts to go away, I was like, man, my hands kind of hurting. Dang. And so when I look at my hand, my entire thumb right here is getting purple and my whole hand ended up getting bruised up. Oh no. And so I think I did a little micro tear on my thumb muscle. Yeah. Whenever I landed, I think it like jolted back because all my weight landed on it. Dang. And, um, but we were in Vegas and I just drank some alcohol <laughs> and I tried to ignore it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Which sucked though. Cause Didn't like, go to the doctor, nothing. No, <laughs> again, I am a guy, so. <laughs> <laughs> be, be a man don't yeah. go to doctors drink some alcohol um, you'll be fine <laughs> so I drank some alcohol and then like we're like out partying at night and like I kept like kind of like you know copying my hands together and every time I do that I would forget that I oh have like this gosh. terror on my hand yeah because you couldn't feel the pain I couldn't feel the point. pain yeah. and like I would hit it and I'm like oh my gosh I forgot Dang. I can't close my hand and then the next morning um, was day two of the expo and so we had to hit the gym and so I'm in the gym doing curls like without closing my hand and oh, did a full no. workout with my hand like bummed wow. out. Wow. And it was all purple? All purple. Did I, you even ice it or anything? No. No, nothing. Definitely oh my not. gosh. And the alcohol is like blood thinner, so yeah. I made it worse. Yeah, it for <laughs> sure. Oh my gosh. So, I can't believe you did on your first try though. Yeah, so I have a video of the salmon ladder of me falling and everything. <gasps> and I have a picture of my thumb as well. So I'll show you all yes, that after I wanna see. the podcast. Dude, that's so cool. See, I'm telling you, you can do ninja. <laughs> if you were able to do that with never doing it before, that's pretty impressive. Like I I didn't get it on my first try yeah. and you did it. You killed it. I most likely have PTSD now from that. <laughs> so that's gonna be my <laughs> obstacle. <laughs> that you're gonna fail on. Exactly. If you get there, you're gonna be like, oh shoot. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh i'll never forget that's it though. super cool though but yeah th- i'm glad you didn't like get any serious injury like i fell off Me an too. obstacle and had like serious injuries and, like with thin padding it's mm-hmm. like dude this are, these are obstacles like the padding needs to be thick like yes. not these little thin ones yeah i was out for couldn't do season nine because i was injured after falling off an obstacle bruised two vertebrae and then whiplashed oh and i was like oh it's just a bruise i can still do stuff no, did it prolong the injury even worse? But anyways, falling with very little padding. I was out for season 11. Yeah, kind of sucked. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, but I'm glad you didn't get, like, super hurt because yeah, that's me too. pretty high up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I had a nice a nice bruise for a few weeks, and I was – and. <laughs> Yeah, everybody was like, you should go to the doctors. I'm like, it's fine. You're I'm so still, crazy. I'm still able to do everything I want to do. It still worked I don't out. need to go. Yeah. Dang, you're amazing. That's cool. Uh, I have my moments. <laughs> I, I, I have my moments. <laughs> I don't deserve the title yet. But um, all right. So we're going through the seasons now. Three, season three, season four, your last season, right? The, uh-huh. Or your most previous. I should say definitely uh-huh. not your last. Yeah. And so what is the future for you? What is next 
uh, first of all, I also want to say I think it's amazing how, how you guys call each other ninjas. Like yes. all the other ninjas, yeah. I think that's super cool. That oh title. yeah, it's a community. It's <laughs> so freaking cool. So we like love each other. It's so awesome. So so what is next? Like, do you have another show lined up? Yes. Like, so right now, this year, this season, I took off um, the show. So this season, you guys won't see me on there. Just on the women's episode that aired. Um, so I decided to just do bodybuilding this year. It's, it's really hard to divide your focus with, I knew I wanted to do bodybuilding again cause I had only did it in 2014. So I knew I was going to revisit that. Like I didn't win overall, so I wasn't done yet. You know, I knew I was going to come back to it. Yeah. So then I did Ninja Warrior and I just, I decided to take this season off and focus on bodybuilding. And so, yeah, like you, like we said, I got my pro card in Corona. So I'm going to do, um, what is it? What's the next one in, in LA? What is it called? Uh, the Burbank, the uh, World World Cup. There you go. World Cup. I was going to say USA, but that was just the one that yeah, just that passed. Previous. So I'm going to do World Cup on the, I think it's the fourth or fifth. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to do the Natural Olympia the week after that in Vegas. So I'm going to see how I do as a pro. We'll see. Uh, yeah. You convinced me to do it. So I'm yes. doing it. Um, you, you talked me into it. So I'm going to do that. Um, I'm going to finish my trifecta in a couple weeks. It's on the 22nd of my trifecta for the Spartan race. So I just, I'm like stacking up all these things on myself, but I'm like, I, I love it. I love the adrenaline. I love pushing myself. I love the, ch I love to challenge myself and do what I've never done before. So the next one is a beast. I've never, I do not like running far distance. I love the obstacles on Spartan, but I do not love running 12 miles. So oh. the next one's 12 miles and 30 obstacles, which I'm literally going to run to the obstacle because they're, it's like Disneyland, you know, like, oh my gosh, an obstacle. I loved it. I, I kill the obstacles. The obstacles are easy for yeah. me because I'm a ninja, but the running part is like, oh, I hate it. And I don't like the mud. Yes. Yeah, so I do want to go more deeper into the Spartan, the, the Spartan conversation. So, so the, the trifecta of so you done two of the Spartan uh -huh. runs already. Yeah. You did the first and second, and then now you're doing the third the one, third. The, the third and final to complete the, the three the piece medal. Yeah, and I've yeah. done two prior to this year, but I never got my trifecta. I did two sprints. I was like, oh, let me just try it out. So I never got my trifecta, and this is the year I was like, I'm going to do bodybuilding, and I'm going to do my trifecta because when you are doing the show, it, it takes up a lot of time, a lot of training. You have to you have to commute to different, I mean, you have to commute and drive to the gym, especially because there's no gym and there's no ninja gym where I live anymore. That one shut down after eight months. So after mm -hmm. I got on the show, the whole gym shut down. So I had to commute to Fresno and then go to Richmond, um, which is Traverse Fitness. And then down here, they have Movement Lab in San Dimas. So I would commute three hour drive, uh, which is kind of far, but oh my it, gosh. you, you, you got to do what you got to do. So that takes up so much time and gas and money. And then when there's a competition, that takes up more money and more time. So there's no time to do trifectas. There's no time to do bodybuilding or prep for a show or any of that. So that's why I was like, okay, this year I'm going to knock out these two things that I've wanted to yeah. do and didn't have time to. So that's why I'm doing the the Spartan and the bodybuilding. So next year, I don't know. I'm, I'm really praying about and asking God what he wants me to do. Like I really want to open my own gym and all my clients want me to open my own gym. So that's also like something that's like in the back of my mind, like I got, I, got to try to do, or I need to do something with that. Um, so I don't know if I'm going to do Ninja next year or if I'm going to, um, focus on trying to open a gym, mm -hmm. but I miss Ninja so much that I'm like, Oh, I can't wait to hang out with the ninjas. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait to compete again. So yeah. I'm going to be excited to go tomorrow. Cause it's going to be really fun. And I'm going to see one of my Ninja friends there. But, um, 
the whole community is awesome. Everything about Ninja is amazing. They're very supportive, just like the PNBA is. So everyone supports one another. At the end of the day, it's you against the course. It's not you against everyone else. Overall, it is, but it's really you against the course. You got to you got to do better than you did the following year and you got to do the best that you possibly can that your body is going to allow you to. So I don't know. I, I definitely can't say I'm done with Ninja. I, I definitely won't say that. Um, I just don't know if I'm going to apply next year or if I'm going to focus on opening a gym. So yeah. we'll, we'll see. I'm still praying about it, but Ninja is definitely not done seeing me yet. So for the people who, because you, you kind of rolled over a little bit. So for, for people who don't know, we are going to go tomorrow to the Wolf's Den in yes. San Bernardino, which is a Ninja gym. Yep. And you are going to kick my ass yes <laughs> that's what i told you i'm like we need to go there so you can kick my ass we're gonna film it it's gonna be a great time and but you're gonna you're gonna guide me you're gonna give me some pointers I am. at the yes, same time i'm gonna help you and hopefully i don't survive hurt anything or <laughs> break don't break anything, anything please no I'll, if you didn't I'll, do it on the salmon ladder don't do it with me <laughs> I'll, I'll be sure to sign a waiver prior yes definitely yeah we're gonna have some fun tomorrow oh, i can't wait i'm super excited for i'm like excited but i'm nervous because um i told you before we started the podcast i was like i'm on my bulk right now i'm like 220 225 pounds like it's i'm not heavy yeah it's i'm not i'm not at my most athletic weight at the time like, I'm, I'm strong right mm -hmm. but obviously strength just you don't need just strength right you need athleticism so you do. Um, I'm, I'm gonna do my best you can and do it. And I'm going to do a lot of stretching tonight. There you <laughs> Make go. sure I'm nice and loose for tomorrow. Honestly, the first like year, I think I muscled through everything. Like I didn't know technique. Like you can get through a lot with muscling through everything. But now like Ninja Warrior is evolving so much. And I'm pretty sure you've seen all the teens on oh, there. Oh, yeah. It is so technical now mm. that it's like you, you can't muscle through that. Like you literally need to know the proper technique for each obstacle. And if you don't, you're going to be stuck on the obstacle or you're going to be in the water. Like it, it definitely evolved because I'm telling you in 2016 or 2017, I muscled through the yeah. stuff, but so we'll see how you do tomorrow. Oh, It'll be I'm fun so, to watch I'm though. So, excited for it. <laughs> so, so back to the Spartan races for the beast. Can you explain so that you said it was 12 miles? Yep. How many obstacles are we looking at? And where's it at? Is that the one in big bear? Lebec. This one's in Lebec. Okay. Yeah. They do do one in big bear. I think that that one already happened. Um, that one's, they said that that's really steep. Wait, is it Big Bear or Tahoe? One of them. It's either Big Bear or Tahoe where they said it's super steep. But the one I'm doing in Lebec is like pretty steep as well. It's like one of the top ones in the um, the United States. That's the elevation's pretty high. So yeah, I think it's between 12 and 14 miles um, and then 30 obstacles. So the obstacles are broken up within the miles. Yeah. As you're going up, you have to carry a sandbag, you have to carry a bucket, you have to, you know, get through monkey bars, you have to go through mud, get get submerged all the way underneath the mud. You can't see. Like yeah. at my first, I always put goggles on because I'm afraid of like <laughs> pink eye and stuff. Oh, so yeah. I'm so I'm so weird. I'm such a germaphobe. So I put goggles on. I'm the only one carrying the goggles with me. And it's like my friend was like that I did with a, a Spartan race a couple years with uh, years ago. She said oh my gosh, like you're really going to have goggles. And I'm like, yeah, like you can get pink eye and other things. I'm not risking that. She's like, oh my gosh, Z. So I put the goggles on, I get through it, dry my face off and then keep running. She ends up with pink eye the next day. Oh She's like, gosh. I will never make fun of you again. And I was like, I told you. Instant and so karma. then I was good. So yeah, you always see me with my hair braided back um, because I don't want it caught in the bob wire. They also have a bob wire. You have to crawl um, army crawl underneath bob wire and as you continue to go up or down um, as you continue to go through it 
um, the bob wire gets lower and lower, so you have to get lower. So it's a lot of fun obstacles. It's different than Tough Mudder. A lot of people compare the two, but Tough Mudder has this these things that are like electric shock like and then the, down. Yeah, yeah, and the ice thingy. I don't do well with cold. Like I actually hate the cold. So that's why I haven't done a Tough Mudder because the ice and the electric shock, like those things do not seem, to me, that's not even an obstacle. To me, an obstacle is something that you're conquering. And physically. Comp- yes, physically, yeah. not torture. Yeah. <laughs> to me, that's torture. So I haven't done a Tough Mudder, but may- maybe one day if they take those two things out, we'll see. But um, I'm definitely a Spartan girl. So I'm excited to get my trifecta this year. Yeah, fine. You're going to make me become a ninja and a Spartan racer. Yes, do it. Yeah, I have a group of my clients. They're like a group of them. I'm like, you guys, you want to do a Spartan race with me? They're like, yeah, but we can't keep up with you. I'm like, that's okay. We'll train together. We'll do everything together. We'll get a team. So my team is called Z mode. So they all sign up together. And then two of them like stay with each other. I just, I take off the sprint. I'm like gone. Like two, I think it's like two and a half, three miles. I'm gone. I want to see where I rank on the, you know, at my age group. This beast, I'm not because I'm too close to the show. I can't burn that many calories. If I try to run the 12 miles, I'm probably going to be dead on the floor. Like there's no, there's so no way. So when is the Spartan run? It's the 22nd of October. And oh, then, so that's like two weeks I know, before your I know, competition. My coaches don't like that. Wow. I know. You really are hardcore. I know, dude. I know. My coaches are like, one coach was like, you, you know, you're doing too much, right? You're going up, you're doing Rocky Hill. You're doing eight miles. You're doing this and that. And I was like, yeah, I know. I thought about that. I'm a trainer. Like I know yeah. when I'm overdoing it. So I was like, I'll take it back or I'll walk some of it, you Listen, know, instead of running. I know competitors that get exhausted just from breathing, just from watching TV. They're like what? getting tired. What? <laughs> just start being sarcastic. That's right? crazy. Being extreme. But like if, <laughs> for a competitor that's two weeks out, the last thing I would ever think about is doing a Spartan run for fun. I know. I know it's crazy. Two I know I am out. crazy. I'm different. I'm telling you, I am. I'm a different breed for sure. Like one hundred percent. Yeah. I thought I was intense. <laughs> <laughs> I'm nowhere near. People your are like, dude, you're next level. I'm like, I like that. I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that any day. Yeah, I love it. I love it though. It's 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 exciting. I don't know. I'm crazy though. Or but... I just need more intense friends. <laughs> there you go. I think that's what it is. Or I just hang around me a little bit longer. There we go. I think that's <laughs> gonna be the the key to this. Yes. Because if I'm around someone as crazy as you because it takes a little bit of craziness to do what you For do sure. i think it'll like rub off on me and i'm gonna be like yeah let's do it yeah my husband's like uh no i was like you want to do this part race with me he's like no dude you're you're crazy <laughs> like i i don't know i don't know how you do any of this stuff that you're doing like he, he thinks i'm crazy he did start working out i'm like babe you got to work out like a couple days a week like he's not into fitness he's really he loves running and he loves playing basketball and he's really good at it but he's not like he doesn't like lift. He doesn't love lifting like I do. And he's not into the obstacles in the Spartan, but he would love to run. But he's like, no, nah, I'm good. Like you, you do you like you're, you're insane. Like he just knows like, yeah, my wife's insane. Like he tells so, me. I can run a maximum right now, like two and a half miles. Will I have enough time to train for a Spartan race in three weeks? Yeah, you can do it. Oh, don't lie to me. Yeah, you could. <laughs> I mean, we're like I said, I'm not running that. Like I'm literally told the clients. I'm going to chill with you guys. I got to take it easy on this one. Yeah. I have to. I'm not going to try to. You're not going to see my name on the top score of the 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 age group. I'm going to help them get through every obstacle. I'm going to stay with the team. This is the first time I'm doing that, by the way. Usually I'm like, bye. Yeah. We all have the same shirts on. We're all dabbing it <laughs> out. Peace out. Gone. You yeah. know, I'm finished. Like, 
I'll finish an hour before, you know, hour before them because they're just doing what they need to do. But that's a, a huge accomplishment for them because they're like, I've never done this before. It's a challenge and, and I'm helping them get there and they absolutely love it. And I love my clients. They're amazing. I have a girl that's 63 years old and she's doing the beast oh, with me. She's amazing. She's, like you'll see her in my, in my pictures when I post. She's better than I am. She's freaking amazing. <laughs> so I'm not going to be doing it fast. So you can totally, you can, you'll be ready because I'm, I'm not going to go all out. I'll it's, give it some thoughts. Send me the info. Okay. <laughs> So that's, so that's the future for you, right? So you have your Spartan race coming up. You have two bodybuilding competitions back to back week after week. Yep. One in LA, one in Vegas. And then next year, possibly the gym, possibly another season of yep. American Ninja Warrior. Yep. What is like the ultimate goal for you? Like, what are you trying to do? Honestly. Like, what's the end game plan? I don't even have, I don't even have one. I'm not even that, I wish I was that structured, but I'm not. I just go with the flow. Like I said, like things just pop up and they come like, oh, that's a challenge. Like do it. Like I just always want to challenge myself and I, I just want to be the best at everything that I do. Everything that I put my effort, my time in, I just want to, I just want to kill it. I just want to do so good. I want to inspire people. I want to encourage people. I want to do things that are different and out of the box and just be unique, like live up to my name, unique, unique. Like I want to be unique in everything I do and I want to just inspire people. So whatever that might be, whatever the next thing might be, um, cause I have to up it like a trifecta and then <laughs> bodybuilding. Like, I, I mean, hopefully I do well in bodybuilding, but you need to contact the Spartan race people and American Ninja warrior and combined there combine you go. Them together. That would be so freaking cool. That would be awesome. America Ninja Spartan Warrior. There you so go. <laughs> the words are there. Make it work. Yeah. I mean, it's totally like that. It's just that Ninja Warrior doesn't have all the running and then Spartan has all the running and their obstacles aren't as technical. Exactly. So yeah, a combination of both would be amazing. Mm -hmm. Or I need to create my own, right? And then at the very end, you have a warp wall after, after 12 miles. And if you don't complete the warp wall, all the previous 11 oh miles were a waste. We're not, oh, oh gosh, that Ooh. sounds horrible. Ooh. That sounds brutal. That sounds amazing <laughs> for it to watch. Right? And crazy to do, but I, I'm down. I'm down for crazy. Somebody just listened to that. They're jotting it down right now. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, that is a good idea. That's the next. They're going to start a little business. That's cool. Oh, my gosh. So you brought some bars for me today. Oh, yes, I we did. We have some of the vegan Z-Fit bars. You want to hold them up for the camera yes. there so people can see it? Okay, so I have nine different flavors yeah. I created now. Talk to me. I, I'm i sorry. I uh, bought, brought three. So I make three different flavors each week. Um, I have like a sign-up sheet. People, I know a lot of people are like, can you ship them to me? Like technically I can, but you have to pay for shipping, which is like overnight shipping. So it's like $26, but I can ship them if you want them. But um it's just it's going to take longer and it's just a little bit harder you can freeze them um so they do have real fruit in them most of them so freezing them is better to keep, it preserves them keeps them they last longer um but if not you keep them in the fridge for like five to seven days so this one right here is a strawberry vanilla bliss um that has 14 grams of protein hey. it has healthy fat because it's made with almond butter and it has oats so a lot of people will either use it as their breakfast or a post-workout snack if they're not trying to lose weight. So it's a meal replacement if you're trying to lose weight. Um, but if you're not and you're trying to get those gains, then that will be a snack for after your workout. Like after the gym, I'm just like bite, you know, chewing on it. Um, so that one was strawberry vanilla bliss. This one is blueberry. This one has 17 grams of protein. It's um, cinnamon blueberry crumble. And then this one is one of the favorite ones as well. Well, they're all favorite. Everyone loves them. This one's honey almond granola. So technically Ooh. this one's not vegan if you don't do honey. Um, some vegans do honey, some vegans don't. 
don't but this is made with real honey so this is the only one that's technically not vegan all the other ones are completely vegan but it just has honey in it so it has honey and granola in it and this one also has 14 grams of protein so the blueberry has the highest it has 17. so but my favorite cereal is honey bunches of oats oh yeah you're so gonna is love that basically it. what that bar yeah. is oh, let's go you're gonna freaking <laughs> love it yeah but it has protein so it's even better even you know better. Yeah, yeah it has chocolate chips in it and it, they're vegan chocolate that one has vegan chocolate chips this one has real blueberries in it and dried blueberries. And then the strawberry has real strawberries and organic strawberry powder. So I do it all. I just get creative and yeah. I just get in there and I'm just like, what flavor now? So I have some other flavors brewing in my head, but I'm like, dude, I can't like this. Supply and demand <laughs> is crazy. I'm making like 100 to 120 a week. And you make these all yourself. All myself. Like sometimes I can get my 17 year old to help me. Like if she's not gone or doing homework or whatever, but I am very picky. Like people tell me all the time, oh, I can help you. I can help you. But I'm like, no, this is my baby. Yeah. This is this is my recipe. This is my baby. Um, so it's literally the only person that knows how to help me is my husband. But I already fired him. I'm like, I don't like the way you make them. I don't like the way it looks. It's not perfect. So I fired him. So my daughter is the one who helps me every once in a while. But it's basically just me and they're homemade from scratch so every ingredient is like pure ingredients clean ingredients all made with love so they're they're so good like the clients you're gonna love them like you're you're gonna be addicted every time someone eats it they're like oh my gosh this is so addicting or if there's one that you don't like love you're gonna love the other one yeah. so it just depends everyone has different pellets so yeah there this is just some of them i have pumpkin pie I'm super i have excited for you. chocolate coconut peanut butter do you happen to have a coffee flavor one like a mocha i actually did do a coffee one i did a chocolate it was a chocolate um chocolate coconut peanut butter with coffee in it Ooh. i don't have that with, with that one with me but next time i see you i will bring you it because i do i do i have i have it all <laughs> i love that you made that comment about your husband so another be a, be a man moment um i forgot there's a word for it but it basically says like um, if somebody doesn't want to do something, they'll purposely be bad at it so <gasps> that they don't get asked to yep. do it again. There's a word. There's a word for it. I forgot the word for it. Honestly, it's so funny. He's like, babe, I can help you. And I'm like, no, it's OK. Thank you. <laughs> and though. he's like, oh, no. Yeah, he's totally fine with it because I'm. I'm really like, oh, no, you're not doing it right that way. Oh, which one are you using? Like, wh which one are you making? I'm so like, I'm like over the top. Like, you don't want to work for well, me. Well, your name and your brand is on it, right? Yeah, so, it's like it has to be. the Yeah, I'm super big. He's like, dude, I, I can help you. Like, he can't even buy like food for me or like cook for me. Like, he can't. He's like, <laughs> I can't do anything right. I'm good. Like, I, I'm good. I'm done. And like, he'll go to the store and. I'm like, oh, what did you buy me, babe? Like just joking around. And he's like, I, you know, I can't shop for you. Like <laughs> if I buy something, you'll be like, oh, it's not vegan enough or it's not healthy enough or it's not gluten free. Like he's and then he'll just sit in the freezer and he's like, no, I, I can't do that, babe. Get your own stuff. And so especially when you're on prep, it like takes it to it another to level. Perfect. Yeah, yeah it has I'm to be the, exactly. I'm the same way on prep. My wife is the same way. Is she? She's like, I was going to get you something, but I already know yeah. I'm not even going to bother. Yeah, because it's a waste <laughs> exactly. of time. It's just going to sit there. Yeah, uh -huh. I just threw away a whole bunch of vegan food because it was not it was nowhere where the macros needed to be was didn't even look healthy and it said tastes like real meat i'm like nah not doing that <laughs> it was like a pulled pork and like something out like some it, it was a fake like fake fish and it said tastes like fish and i'm like i'll i'll, pee, I'll get sick like if something tastes like meat to me I will literally get sick. Like oh, it's, no it's so weird. I guess like, that'd be more for someone who was a big meat eater and then transitioned to vegan. I'm a, that's probably who it's more for. Cause 
Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, just like the Impossible Burgers. Exactly. That, uh, yes. So that's just for people or people that just want to eat less meat. They can totally still have less meat and it's beef for, from plants, but less fat and less calories. That's like an alternative. That's why the guy, the Impossible guy made that. But I'm like, I can't even do the Impossible Burgers. It like the the oil, the coconut oil, the texture, the taste. It tastes like me. And I'm like, I get sick to my stomach. I can't even do that. It has to be like a vegetable patty, like black bean patty made from scratch, like has to have all whole foods in it. Otherwise, I will not eat it. Hey, everybody. I just want to let you guys know that today's episode of Lunchable Friends is brought to you by Palms and Trees Arbors Incorporated. Palms and Trees specialize in tree trimming, stump removal, lot clearing, palm trimming, tree installation, and tree diagnosis. They're a local tree company located in Chino, California, now having multiple crews in different locations. Here to enhance and preserve tree health, all while making the tree more safe and sound. Contact them today for a free quote, and they'll get back to you right away. You can find them at www.palmsandtreesarborist.com. That's www.palmsandtreesarborist.com. Or you can find them on Instagram at palmsandtreeschino. And the whole vegan thing is like a big argument in the bodybuilding community, mm-hmm, right? Because people very. are like, oh, if you're a vegan, you can't really build right. muscle. But throughout these last like five to 10 years, we've seen, seen some amazing bodybuilders come out that are vegan. Like, Crazy, um, huh? There's a, a classic physique guy in the IMBA. She, you know, he's a he's a pro for classic and men's physique. His name's um, Urban Hernandez. Okay. And he's a vegan, and he is completely shredded and crazy amount of muscle in his it's body. Crazy, huh? You know, and I'm just like, there's always ways to do it. Yep, always there is. Ways to do you it. just have to you have to learn how like what to eat and how to eat like people that go from eating meat and then vegan, you know, eating vegan, it's like they don't know what to eat. So they're eating a lot of processed vegan food. And like, that's not healthy for you. Right. Like that, that's not good. Cause you might as well eat processed regular food. It's like, it, it's a whole lifestyle change. It's, you know, tons of your tons of beans, legumes, you know, lentils, um, nuts, almond butter, like all natural though. Like where the only ingredient in there is almond and almond and salts or peanut butter. I do only organic peanut butter where it's just peanuts and salt. salt like I, that's yeah, that's yeah. like, that's it. And that, that on a rice cake, like it's just, there's only rice cake, Fire. oatmeal. That's all that's, yeah, it's, um, <laughs> so and it's some sliced bananas. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and then like the right protein powders, you don't need stuff with all kinds of crap in it. Like make sure you're getting clean plant-based protein. Like it doesn't have to have this many this list of ingredients it should have like the the one i buy it's like trevani it's like three ingredients i was gonna ask the vega there's like five ingredients like there's that's what's made in here it's with it's five ingredients in the protein yeah i've done the the vega vega Mm -hmm. pro i believe it is and there's a simply made simple or whatever that one has five but then there is the 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 pro that's the one with 30 grams of protein right is that the black the the i think so and i've also tried the um the v pro is that the same one v pro by nutri key no, that's a different a whole one. different haven't brand. Had, okay, yeah, had I've had that one. one as well, and they actually have a mocha flavor, and it tastes nice. just like black coffee. Oh, so that's probably really good. So if you good. like black coffee, that yeah. one's actually really good, and they have a good like a vanilla, like vanilla wafer flavor. Nice, and I love vanilla wafers, like Bomb. so oh, good. Oh, I haven't had those in so. So long. that was actually pretty good too. So, uh, like, even though I'm not vegan, I still like to dapple around with yeah. some vegan Test options. Test other things. Like, um, I've done vegan omegas before it's from, um. From algae. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's what I that's what I was using, and my coach is like, "No, use the oil." And I'm like, "But then I can't eat fats. Like oh, the yeah. oil, one mm-hmm. tablespoon of oil is like it's like 15 grams of fat. Yeah, it was 14, 15, <laughs> and I'm like, "Bro, I'm already not high in fat." And he's just like, "Suck it up." I'm like, yeah. 
dang it, but he's right. Why, like, why did he make you make the switch? Let less pills and supplements. Like he, like I'm not even on BCAAs or glutamine. Like I'm literally just on creatine. Like that's it. Yeah. I know. You know how every coach is different, yeah. but he's like, you don't need to be taking all these. I already take a multivitamin, so it's a plant-based multivitamin with just whole whole um, foods in it, and then. What, what is the other thing I'm taking? Oh, turmeric. Turmeric. Yeah. Sorry, turmeric. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing was the omegas. And he's like, just do the oil. Because it something about the way it absorbs. The way it absorbs in your body, it's easier to do it from the oil than it is to to do it in the pill form. Because then it has to go through your liver, I think. Okay, so, yeah. so the liquid has a higher bio availability. Yes, that's what he said. Yes, correct. So <laughs> that's what I'm doing. I'm like, okay, whatever. But yeah, I can't eat. Can't eat more avocados. <laughs> I want more avocado <laughs> or more almond butter. <laughs> yeah, gosh, it's hard, yeah. but it's okay. I'm living. I it sucks because you could just like you have to you have to put it on something. So I'm just doing a salad every day, one tablespoon of oil and a little bit of balsamic, and that's how I'm eating it every day. Because I will not do a spoon like that. Like that would be so gross to mm -hmm. me. I've done that with flaxseed oil, and it it's not good. Like just taking it to the hoop like that is disgusting yeah it's gross and the certain, omega certain one is almost like miss. fishy oh yeah it's it yeah mm -hmm. i can't do it i can't do it so i have to throw it with balsamic and lettuce and any type of other veggies that i have so that's how i'm doing it <laughs> so outside of all the spartan stuff and the ninja stuff and competing stuff and <laughs> and baking Everything stuff you do so much uh, you're also a trainer yes also <laughs> a trainer of, that, that. that's like the umbrella right <laughs> that's like the main thing and that goes on top of everything right as you are also a trainer so i'm gonna give you like the floor is yours so where can people find you and contact you for training for the bars okay give people all your all your insta tags yes and all so that mainly stuff. okay mainly you can hit me up on instagram um i do not do online training yet maybe you can help me get my foot in the door Absolutely. with that because i'm so curious i do eventually like so many people hit me up all over because they see me on tv and they're like can you online train me and i'm like haven't quite got there yet like i'm I, I have so much time already i'm so spread thin and i'm training i love in-person training and i'm sure you do too mm -hmm. but online is is a really good way to get yourself out there for people that live other places right. so i do eventually want to do online training um but i'm not there yet so right now i'm doing in-person training i do have my own um gym in visalia so if you live in visalia um you can hit me up go on instagram um, or go on Facebook. It's just Janique Lavette, um, Z-H-A-N-I-Q-U-E-L-O-V-E-T-T, -T, just my first and last name. And you can message me. I message, I'm really good about checking my messages, um, the requests, everything. And I'm really good about getting back to everyone. So I will get back to you, um, for either bars or if you live in that area for training. Um, eventually I will do online training, but right now I haven't done that. I'm so, I have so much going on right now, but, um, after bodybuilding, that was the second thing other than the gym that I wanted, to, other than opening the gym is the, is online training. So yeah. So just Janique Lavette hit me up on there. Um, I do post ninja stuff. I do post my workouts. I post my clients, um, what I'm doing with the bodybuilding, whatever I'm doing at the time I post my kiddos. So you'll see, just follow me on IG and then you'll see all my stuff on there. So yeah. Beautiful. Well, Janique, Thank you again for taking the time to drive out here. Thank you for I appreciate me. it. That was such a fun conversation. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and um, and thank you for bringing a picture of oh, you yeah. on the course and you autographed it for me. That's going to be sure the first did. thing I have up in the studio. Yay! 
super cool. Yeah, and thank you for being my first female guest. Oh, I am. Ooh, I was on the last podcast too. (laughs) Oh, that's so cool. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks again for coming on. And I'm excited for tomorrow and for people who are watching. uh, The stuff we do tomorrow would already be out by the time this episode airs and is released. Right. So they're going to have a fun time watching that. But I look forward to it. And for everybody else watching and listening, thank you guys for tuning in. You guys could... Um, listen to me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and find the video on YouTube. If you guys do any of that on YouTube, please subscribe and like, leave a comment if you want. And then on podcast, you guys can leave up to a five-star review. I would greatly appreciate that. And we shall see you guys next time. Peace.